longingly toward the towers. Mina guessed that the cakes were supposed to have been demolished by now, symbolic of England's victory over the Horde, but they still stood tall. Surely they did not realise how strongly we felt about it. Or they realised, but thought we must be shown like children that we can eat imported sugar without being enslaved. Two hundred years ago, the Horde had hidden their nano-agents in tea and sugar like invisible bugs and traded it on the cheap. The Horde had no navy, and even though Europe had fled before the Horde, Britain was protected by water and a strong fleet of ships, and so for years they traded tea and sugar, and England had thought itself safe. Until the Horde had activated the bugs. Now, no one born in England trusted sugar unless it came from beets grown in British soil and processed in one of the recently built refineries and after two hundred years of the Horde's crippling taxes, no one had enough money to pay for the luxury anyway. New to England, beet sugar was as precious as gold was to the French, and as Horde technology was to the smugglers in the Indian Ocean and South Seas. You judged them too harshly, Mina. This ball itself is goodwill, and it must have been a great expense. Felicity looked around almost despairingly, as if it pained her to think of how much had been spent. Hartington can obviously afford it. Look how many candles. Mina lifted her chin, gesturing at the chandelier. Even your mother uses candles. That wasn't the same. Gas cost almost nothing. Candles, especially wax tapers of good quality, rivaled sugar as a luxury. Her mother used candles during her league meetings, but only so the dim light would conceal the worst of the wear. Repeated scouring of the walls removed the smoke that penetrated every home in London, but had worn the paper down to the plaster. Rugs had been walked threadbare at the centre. The sofa hadn't been replaced since the Horde had invaded England. But at Devonshire House, there was no need for candles to forgive what brighter gas lamps revealed. My mother will also make certain that each of her guests is comfortable. Physically comfortable, at any rate. Mina supposed her mother could not help the discomforting effect that they both had on visitors. Goodwill should not stab at scars, Felicity. Goodwill would have been desserts made with beet sugar or honey. Perhaps, Felicity said, obviously unwilling to think so little of the bounders, but acknowledging that they could have been done better. She cast another glance at the towers of cake. Mine would have mousse. Your what would have mousse? My table if I gave a ball. Do not laugh, Mina, I might one day. Even if her friend's purse was full, Mina could not imagine Felicity loosening the strings enough to pay for anything resembling a ball. But her friend's wistful expression caught Mina off guard. She swallowed her laugh and nodded. Taking that as an invitation to continue, Felicity said, I've heard that in the Antilles they have a mousse of Libre chocolate so light that it floats away like an airship and eclairs filled with cream. In Lusitania, they bake Massa Savada so... Mina shook away a vision of mousse envelopes floating about with eclairs tethered beneath. Massa what? Portuguese sweetbread. Felicity's eyes widened innocently. The Lamplighter Gazette has a new section featuring New World Desserts. It follows their adventure cereals. Surely you looked to the recipes after reading the last Archimedes Fox story? Mina flushed and hoped the candlelight would hide it. Her family managed barely to employ two maids and a cook. Other families tended to their own homes. If left to Mina or her parents, 
they'd likely starve while their townhouse fell down around them. To cover her embarrassment, she said, And so you would lay your table out like the northern American continent, islands of moose for the Antilles, a peninsula of Lusitanian bread topped by... What did they eat in the Castilian wilderness? Mina had no idea, and she couldn't ask a bounder. After losing almost all of their territory and the native trade routes to the Spanish, the bounders spoke as if the Castilians dined on human hearts. Flan, Listy replied. She rubbed her belly again. Lemon ices from Manhattan City and Dutch pastries from Johannesland. And blubber from the natives who lived farther north. Mina stared at her friend in astonishment. I'm beginning to think that you aren't with child. You've simply become fat after reading too many recipes. If one could become fat just from reading them, I would be. She slanted a narrow look at Mina.